I'm Wayne. I'm Jay. And I'm Stargate Pioneer from the Starling Tribune. A podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. The Gunna Geek Network presents the latest installment of All Things Good and Nerdy. With your hosts, Naki. Turnet is really, really great for born. Anthony. No pants, all bacon and dick butts. And Chris. So I'm going to say this as nice as I can. You go to hell, sir. You go to hell and you die. <laughs> They're here each week to talk about the latest in nerd news. And sometimes they bring a special guest host along, too. As Magneto once said, Ha ha ha, welcome to die! I want to cut you all. I'm just going to cut you all. Meat candy. Woohoo! You have boobs! So kick your feet up and relax as you take in the latest crazy episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Because it's not on, so he spills with lies and deceit. <laughs> so feel free uh, to keep singing. Lies and deceit! Did it work? Oh yeah, we break everybody's ears. We've been live for probably twenty seconds, so uh, Naki well, was mean, singing for you guys in the peanut gallery. How does that make you feel? I was trying to not break everybody's ears, but that's cool. Yeah, I'm sorry it, for I'm sorry for the deafness. It's great for those of us that have nice headphones that could amplify that just the pure sound. Live and see. You totally clipped as you did that too. Good. <laughs> you clipped the entire thing. So, so normally we start the show with random funny stories, things like that. I, I'm not super funny. It's just an observation I have that is this funny. is look at his face. I'm funny looking, just not funny. But I've kind of come to this realization: this is a bad time to be an icon from the '80s. Yeah. I mean, seriously, what Cosby's are a rapist John Stamos now. Stamos and Fred Savage both have new TV shows. John Stamos is in rehab right now. So doesn't he just have a new TV show? It is it's funny a, that he's the grandfather in it, though. Yeah. Oh, how old does Stamos feel? Yeah, well, he doesn't look old, that's for damn sure. So Stamos is in rehab but has a new show. Bill Cosby's arguably a rapist, whether it's been confirmed or not. Many people yeah, think that now. Hulk Hogan... I say arguably anymore. Yeah. Hulk Hogan's a racist and got fired. Who's the yeah. next 80s icon to go down? Me. You're an 80s icon, Naki. I was. I was because Pixels is apparently shit. Oh god. Oh god. Can we <laughs> so just stop Adam Sandler? So supposedly this is his last flick with Sony, and if the Sony email leak I guess came out with a bunch of stuff basically saying they were tired of his shit because his we movies just, were shit. His movies are fucking terrible. But here's the kicker: he just signed a deal with Netflix to do like six movies for them. Oh, so this god, is gonna be no. the first thing Netflix puts out. I'm gonna be like, yeah, I don't care about this. We're gonna anger someone in the in the peanut gallery because Bumblebee Fire, who's watching, she loves Adam Sandler. That's her well, guilty pleasure. I like well, old Adam Sandler. I stuff. was gonna say like Adam Sandler when he was when it was still like new was really funny, but now it's just the same thing. It's the same mean, tired it, thing. Because he does the occasional like dramatic film that's just fucking super powerful, but then the comedy ones are kind of eh, up and down. Where one will be super funny and the next one's like. I can't believe I wasted an hour and a half watching that. No, when when was Sandler's last funny movie that was actually funny? Funny people. That no, wasn't I didn't him. Think that was funny. That was Judd Apatow. That wasn't him. 
Well, but he's Adam Sandler's starred in it. Okay, when was one of Adam Sandler's own movies coming through his production house that was actually funny? Mm, I don't know, Fifty First Dates? Fifty First Dates might be the best you could say, and that was, what, 2007? Something like that. But that People like movie. that movie? It was <laughs> at least had funny moments. Uh, Willie Nelson in the chat room says, I like Mr. Deeds. That's before that. Mr. Deeds was the early 2000s. Yeah, Deeds was good. Click was horrible, he says, and there I never saw Click. It's on Netflix. See, that's See the I, problem is... I didn't it, mind Click, but it was very feely towards the end, and you were just like, why? <laughs> yeah, it kind of went from, yeah, a comedy to a touchy-feely movie at the end. Like, they tried to do two different films with that one. Yeah, it has so, some good parts, though, and, of course, freaking Walkin' was hilarious in it. So our takeaway here is don't go see Pixels. You're wasting your money, and you're empowering the machine that puts out more crappy movies. But it's got the midget in it. It's not enough, man. Have you have you read any of the reviews? For him, they said it's all a mess. None of the characters are of any interest. Like I read the reviews, and I kind of wanted to see it just because of the iconic video game characters in it. And everything I read said it was a shite movie. And I went, you know, I've got better things to do with my money. Maybe I'll go actually see Jurassic World. Spoiler alert: I didn't because I still haven't seen it, so I suck as a human. And I was like, maybe I'll go see Ant Man again. Spoiler alert. Didn't do that either because I decided to be lazy all day yesterday and watch uh, Castle on Amazon streaming. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, Jack and Jill just got brought up in the chat room. I had no intention of ever seeing that. And if you I did see it, if if you did go and see that, may God have mercy on your soul because it has probably been consumed by the devil now. See, now I need to get three photos of Chris so that I can put him in you know the half circle. And do the the Chris Pratt zookeeper thing with him. <laughs> you won't okay, see Jurassic fun. World. I want to see Jurassic World. I just <laughs> hasn't happened yet. So worst comes to worst, I'll just go and see Jurassic World when it comes out on Blu-ray or something like that. I don't know. Well, get I'm off your ass, Farrell. Yeah, I got shit We're to playing do. Playing Batman. Today. I haven't been playing. Ba- I haven't played Batman all week. <laughs> all week, man. I took a break. No Dude, Batman. You know, a week without Batman? Yeah. Are you sick? Yeah, I'm a little sick today, but I think that's just that could be the Batman, Batman withdrawals, or it just could be all of the pollen and crap in the air that's made my sinuses explode. I haven't figured out which yet. Uh-oh. So if I sound a little nasally today, that's probably what it is. Just my sinuses. My sinuses are so messed up. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Something like that exactly. Willie's in the on. Did you see that they released uh, like a spandex one that's got highlights like the costume? Yeah, I saw that, but it's got the old Flash logo because they did show off at Comic Con. He will now be rocking this logo. And for those yeah. who are listening to the, the podcast, white. I'm wearing a Flash T-shirt that has the Flash logo with the white the background. Barry Allen logo. Right. Yeah. So he'll be going to that, which I'm <sighs> ecstatic to see. That shirt looks awesome. I want the Under Armour ones. I want the Spider-Man ones and the Flash ones. I'm surprised you don't want the Captain America Under Armour one. I do kind of, but I don't know. The costume I'm having made is going to be much more impressive than that Under Armour shirt. But you can channel your inner cap as you work out. That might be a good idea. Fuckers are pricey, though. They're like 60 bucks. I know what I'm talking about, man. (laughs) I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Sometimes. Well, I can't know what I'm talking about all the time. I'm on I'm on an internet podcast. If I knew what I was talking about all the time, then it would not be entertaining. That's just true. This is very true. Oh, it looks like we lost Naki. Yeah. 
uh, she's troubleshooting right now, so she may drop back in as the show goes on. Worst comes to worst, we'll go with two and maybe just throw an open invite out for anyone that wants to join in. I don't really have grandiose plans. Cool. So this is that point in the show where I have terrible segue abilities today because I'm half asleep. Let's just roll in to the news of the week. Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. So, it's that part of the show where we fill you in on the news of the week, and that's pretty much what we think is the most important news that we need to share with you guys, because we have to limit some of that, because there's a crap ton of news that comes out every week, and apologies if people don't care about our news. So, let me toss to Anthony first. What do you got for news? If they don't care about our news, they're not watching our show. <laughs> they could be just watching for the witty ban... Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah, see? It's not the witty banter. <laughs> Uh, mine's quick and easy. Uh, Movie Phone put up an article about um, uh, Tilda Swinton in talks to star in Doctor Strange opposite Benedict Cumberbatch as the Ancient One, which would be a severe change because the original story, of course, the Ancient One is a you know old wizened Asian dude, and so there's in the article like it's it's basically just a little kind of rumor piece. It doesn't seem like anything's been nailed down, but it says that Swinton is close to making a deal to play the Ancient One, a Tibetan mystic who mentors Cumberbatch's Dr. Stephen Strange, a brilliant cocky surgeon who loses both of his hands. That's not accurate. Both of his hands are crushed. He loses the use of his both. Hands. Yeah. I think they forgot, forgot the word use of his hands, or, yeah, that they were just hurt. We but should yeah, send he, an email to them at MoviePilot and be like, hey, you effed yeah. up this. It's wrong. <laughs> I'm an angry comic nerd. I know these two things. stumps trying to be the... <laughs> the greatest sorcerer ever. It's not rocking two stumps. It's rocking two Skywalkers. Rocking two Skywalkers. <laughs> rocking two. Rocking two Ricks. The yeah, there you go. Dead. Real Walking Dead. Rick is all kinds of crippled looking. But no, um, the the they did have the one question in there with the possibility of Swinton either playing the character as male or female, because she is, you know, she does do the androgynous thing really well. She could do like a crazy old looking Asian guy. What I'm really hoping, actually, though, is that the whole Ancient One thing is just wrong and that that's not the role she's being cast at at all. You look at her like she's all angular. She would be awesome as Nightmare, who is basically a demon from the Nightmare Dimension who's always trying to attack Earth and break through the planes to take over our reality and is one of the characters that Stephen Strange has fought for decades. And I think she'd be fucking great at that role. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping this is casting news where they don't have the role right, just the actor right. See, I, I blame Conan O'Brien for this because every time I see her, I think of Conan O'Brien because he keeps <laughs> doing those things. And we look so alike, and I'm like, son of a bitch, they do. So it now is I'm like, weird how much no, they look and how tall they both are. Yeah, and I'm like, Conan O'Brien's the ancient one. And I'm like, that's not right. But it's like Silas Swinton is his weird, long-lost sister. Yeah, I would kind of pay to see Conan in a Marvel film. I think that could be fun, even if oh, it's yeah. just as Conan O'Brien. But yeah, so it looks like uh, definitely uh, Marvel's going to be throwing some money at the Stephen Strange movie because, yeah, if they got Cumberbatch and Tilda Swinton both starring in it, like, you know, they're, they're filling up those ranks with some serious actors. So I guess this is that point in the show where we have to mandatorily cast doubt on the Marvel movie plans. Is this the new one Marvel needs to worry about being a success? Is Doctor Strange? Is this the new one that's our old Guardians and our old Ant-Man where everyone's like, I don't know if this is going to be able to be pulled off. This might not be any good. Eh, I don't think so, because I think people are excited to see magic enter the universe of the of the Marvel films. 
I think that that's probably fair. I mean, they've started to kind of do that with sprinkling in of things in Thor because uh, yeah. Loki and Frigga both were uh, wielders of magic. Plus, but I also think like I think the uh, the Stephen Strange film is going to be on par with Ant Man, where I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy really was a risk for what they were doing at the time, and was you know an unadulterated success that nobody saw coming. Right. I don't I- think Ant Man was meant to be a giant box office success, and I don't think Stephen Strange is meant to be either. They're I both think, films that Marvel's just hoping they can get their money back on. Ant-Man's a success for them right now in the fact that it's gotten generally positive reviews and there's positive buzz around it. I think the budget on that was like $130 million. They made 60 mil in the U.S., about 60 mil on the first weekend. So you could argue they will probably make their box office budget back just in the domestic gross alone. They'll probably make a little money when you factor in... Yeah worldwide, they'll make money on the film. So it's a success from that standpoint, and it continues tales in the MCU. They got yeah. past the bad press of, oh, Edgar Wright was going to be involved, and now there's been a falling out, and we're not sure what's going on. We were able to look past that and had a good flick that was very Edgar Wright-influenced. Yeah, Box Office Mojo is showing yeah, production budget of 130 and domestic so far of 88, foreign so far of 56, so 144 worldwide. Yeah, so it's made its money back. Already in the black before selling DVD, Blu-ray, and digital download rights. Well, so they are based off that, money. but uh, merchandising, and not merchandising, but uh, all the press and stuff I think falls outside the production budget, so I don't know how much money they spent on like commercial airtime and things like well, that. It didn't seem like they spent much on Ant-Man. If it was more than a fifty million dollar budget, I wouldn't. I would be shocked because it wasn't yeah. like Avengers. There wasn't a commercial for freaking Ant-Man every thirty seconds on TV. No, I think they had to be careful that they didn't oversaturate on that because there's some people like, oh, this is ridiculous, and I saw it too much. Which is like, I don't give two craps about this. I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah, reading you know. into it too much. It, it definitely, it's definitely gonna make its money back, and I think that's all. The ones like Ant-Man and Stephen Strange, probably even Black Panther, like those aren't going to be ones where the Disney office is going to be, this movie's going to make three times what it costs uh, to make. It's, those are all films that they're going to expect to hopefully make their money back and a little bit more so they can just keep moving forward. Uh, you, where they're just not losing money. And Marvel's built up enough goodwill and things like that. They don't have to have it be a movie that quadruples its... Uh production budget or anything like that. As long as they're making money on them, they can continue to keep rolling them out because people are going to go see them. So, yeah. Well, and they know, at least for now, they know that there's still two more Avengers films coming. We know Captain America 3 is almost guaranteed to double whatever it costs to make. Right. Just because the last two have done so well. Thor Ragnarok will probably make its money back without any problem, even though Dark World wasn't you know, a gigantic blockbuster. But we know Avengers Infinity War 1 and 2 is going to, you know, it may not destroy the box office, it may not be Avengers 1 or Avengers 2 money, but it's damn sure going to make a lot more than it costs to film it. The the interesting one for me is going to be Spider-Man. I know it's not a straight-up Marvel Studios film, but they're involved in it. It's how well that does, because is there franchise fatigue on that one? It's the third reboot in ten years. Yeah. Are people really going to care? Is being attached to the mighty Marvel machine going to help it succeed and bring in more money? I, I don't know. I think it'll probably do alright, but you just can't get a good read on people who are just like, I'm tired of this stuff. I, I guarantee know, I, you it'll do better than Fantastic Four. Oh, that, yeah, that's easy to guarantee. <laughs> I'd almost, I would almost put money down that it makes twice the money that Fantastic Four makes. A new Spider-Man one, I'm guessing Spectacular Spider-Man, when it comes out, what, 2018? Sounds oh, about gee. right. 
2018, it'll make double what Fantastic Four makes next month. You mean that double, that giant sausage wasn't enough to push Fantastic Four over? Don't think so. Oh, I, I had to think for a second what you were talking about. And I went, oh, yeah, <laughs> Denny's Meals. Yeah, the new and the, the new trailer for the FF. I'm not sure, but I think it actually makes the movie look worse. I, I, I'm so confused with that production. <laughs> well, let's put it this way: there's never been a high bar for a Fantastic Four movie, and um, this does not raise that bar at all, from what I've seen. Chris Evans was still perfect as Johnny Storm, and Jessica Alba doesn't need to talk as long as she's wearing a skin-tight bodysuit. I have no problem with the first F two FF movies. Yeah, they weren't very good though. <laughs> they really weren't. Really not saying much of anything. <laughs> Good, bad. I'm the one with the gun. What? <laughs> I don't even know. Um yeah, so awkward segue then. Let me take my news of the week. Right, and I, that. You're yeah. a news of the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So th- this was an interesting story. I don't know if you, any of you guys read Wired magazine or any of the stuff that Wired puts up on their website. They had a really interesting article about some hackers that were able to exploit some zero-day uh, hacks on a Jeep Cherokee. And you might be thinking, oh, they just turned up their radio or something like that. No, these guys have found a way that a lot of these Jeep Cherokees now are getting packaged with a cellular modem in them. So you can have a Wi-Fi hotspot in your car. You can have always have always-on data connectivity for like Pandora and things like that. Yeah, the interesting thing here is that they don't firewall that. They don't really think about it too much. So these hackers found out that if you're on the Sprint network, you can find all of these Jeeps, and you can map them on a map and see where they are. And now they've figured out how to do exploits. That It could be something as simple as turn the air conditioning up all the way, turn the wipers on, turn on the radio, turn off the radio. Oh, yeah, they can also uh, disable the acceleration pedal, disable the brakes, they can steer the car, they can put it in reverse. So that alone is kind of scary that Jeep can be exploited that way. To be fair, they have not shared this exploit with anyone. They have been in touch with Chrysler to try and get this fixed. What has me kind of irked and annoyed by this is how they went about demonstrating it for Wired, where they sent a guy out, he was driving the Jeep, and he goes on the interstate, and they said, whatever you do, don't panic. We're not going to do anything to mess with you. And their idea there was they disabled his acceleration pedal while he's going uphill, and there was a semi-truck behind him. So, all right. Here's a what-the-fuck moment. If you're going to demonstrate this hack, do it in a parking lot, which, in all fairness, they did in the latter half of this story. They talk about going to the parking lot and exploiting the hack there and showing all the things. But don't do something that puts, A, your life in danger on the interstate, and, B, the life of other people around you. It's completely, completely irresponsible to go and disable a vehicle using this hack while they're on the interstate, when you know they're on the interstate. Yeah, Shame on you people for that. You put so many people's lives in danger. You put the driver in danger, and you put everyone in the interstate's life in danger around him by disabling his acceleration pedal. I understand it's great shock value to get people really scared about the fact that connected vehicles are a very dangerous thing because they don't have a lot of security in them. Super dangerous. But this is not the right way to demonstrate it. Shock value comes across, but irresponsible completely. And I wanted to know, A, you guys' thoughts on the fact that this vehicle is so hackable, and B, your thoughts on whether this was responsible or not of them to demonstrate on the interstate. Uh, sorry, I'm dealing with computer issues. Um, <laughs> for those of you unaware that we are fully integrated uh, technological issues podcast, uh, I, I got disconnected for a while there, which is why I was quiet. Um, 
Sorry. So I think it's just irresponsible all the way around. I mean, it's let's let's talk about how everybody's like. If you look since we've gotten texting and mobile phones, how much the increase of automobile accidents are. Let's just make it worse by having people hack our cars. You know. Yeah, I mean, and the thing that really got me is that the writer of this article on Wired says, they assured me they wouldn't do anything life-threatening, and then later they cut out his acceleration pedal. Had they not done that piece, I'd be like, this is awesome story. This, There's a lot of value in this. It's kind of shocking we can go on, but it just seems ugh, scary. I mean, scary alone that this could happen to you in real life now because of the way it's implemented. Well, I mean... Let's talk about Terminator here. I mean, that's basically what's going to happen. Skynet's going to take over, and they're going to be like, oh, we don't want you to move anymore. Right. <laughs> but, and I kind of I kind of yeah. overran Anthony. What, what's your take on this? A, the exploit, and B, the way they demonstrated it for this article. But the demonstration, I say, is completely irresponsible for them to have done it in public. It should have been on a closed track where there was no possibility of anybody being hurt and people wearing safety gear. I mean, you know, what if they did the hack wrong and fucking flipped the dude's car? Like, shit can happen, especially if they can take control of everything in that vehicle. And for the exploit, I would say if day one, a random guy that's writing an article for Wired Magazine can hack and make alterations to every single well, aspect of a the vehicle. Writer, the writer of the story is not the hacker. The hackers okay. have uh, shown him exploits before and things like that, and they reached out to Wired. So it's one of, the, one of the people that they know is a source that says, hey, here's yeah. something that's a problem that needs to be reported yeah, these on. Yeah, these are white hat hackers that have found this exploit and are working with Chrysler to get it fixed. I think there's supposed to be a patch coming out from Chrysler soon that you can either A, go to the dealership for, or B, install yourself off a thumb drive. But the writer for Wired is not the hacker in this case. There's two yeah. hackers by the name of uh, Miller and Balasek, I think are their last names. Okay. I would say day one, then uh, Chrysler should have to do a factory recall for all those vehicles. You shouldn't be putting vehicles out on the road that can be hacked. That's something that now, with the way they want to computerize vehicles these days, that's something that should be being tested by the manufacturers of automobiles. They should be hiring hackers to come in and say, hey, can you take control of this vehicle while it's just running around this track? And if so, what can we do to fix it? Right. Well that was part of when I, you know, went and bought my car, which I bought a car the beginning of the month, was I actually did worry about that. Like, I mean, my car is Bluetooth connected, which isn't all that fancy by any means. A lot of cars are like that. But what if now that we have all these hacks going on, like, what if uh, somebody decided that they wanted me to not live anymore? I do drive a tiny-ass car. I mean, it's yeah. very easy to... So Dr. Bob brings up a good point in the chat room. Step one for most hacks is to gain physical access to the car. And before this incident, that is the case because these same hackers had gone and proven when they were connected to like a Ford Focus or some other vehicle that they could take control of some things. This is the first time we found people being able to do this wirelessly because select Jeep Cherokees have a Sprint wireless modem built into them. They're connected to the Sprint network. So these guys were 10 miles away over the Sprint network taking over the guy's car. Just, yeah. using a, just using a burner Android phone that they turned into a cell modem themselves to hook a PC into it. And they're actually right now using that same burner phone to map out where all these Jeep Cherokees are in the United States. And they have a map showing where they all are. And they can put pins on a map and show where they all go and things like that. So A, it's really creepy. And B, it's really scary. And I think they're estimating right now there's about 471,000 hackable automobiles on the road in the United States. Jesus. I'll tell you this. I don't want a car with Wi-Fi. Not that fucking much I don't. 
Yeah. I, I have, there's I a guy have Wi-Fi, I just have Bluetooth. Yeah, you just got Bluetooth, so that's a little harder, and you I have, have to be in much shorter... I barely have power windows. Yeah, you have to, and with Bluetooth, you'd have to be at a much shorter distance. You'd have to be, like, right next yeah. to someone to be able to do anything. I mean, it's, I guess it would still be theoretically possible, but with a cellular modem that basically gives them 3G connectivity everywhere, that's where you get into a problem, unless you're in a tunnel, I guess. I guess the if I had gone with the more luxury versions, I could have gotten Wi-Fi in my car, but I was just like, I don't want Wi-Fi in my car. Yeah, so I guess that's the better question, is why do you really need Wi-Fi in your car? I mean, they talk about, oh, you can turn it into a hotspot so your kids can play on their tablets when you're on the road. But I'm like, uh, I don't have kids. I don't care. I mean, on the plus side, I would be using less data when driving and listening to my music via Bluetooth, but, you I mean, that's really for, about it. <laughs> you have to pay for the data on your car, that's all. It's just another data bill. Yeah. But, uh, you're, I mean, you're not getting complimentary data. A variation of Louis C.K., I don't want to deal with your car being hackable and causing wrecks because you don't want to talk to your stupid fucking kids. Yeah. <laughs> so this is something that obviously there needs to be a little more attention to is uh, oh, most car security, things like that. People haven't been able to think about it much, and the car companies and manufacturers have kind of hidden behind the fact of, oh, you have to have physical connection to the car to be able to do any of this stuff, so we're okay. This is the first one here where... You don't have to have that physical connection because you can just hook into the cellular network and do it. And, and that was the really other scary thing they brought up in here is these hackers thought, well, maybe it'll only work if you're on like the same uh, cell tower as these guys. No, it, they can see everyone on the Sprint network in the United States of America. Yeah, see, that's Do scary. Yeah. Dr. Bob in the chat room says, Apple, uh, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto are going to be major drivers for Wi-Fi in cars. Well, if they do... Like, the rumor was, and I don't think it still maintains, though, is that they're going to make it the driverless car, like how the Google car goes. And if that if, if that was the case, I guess it would kind of make sense to have Wi-Fi in your car because sure. you don't have to drive. Well, yeah, but, you're not driving. I mean, that's really the only reason. But that that's completely different from being a, you know, a driver with Wi-Fi. Yeah. Right. So I think he might also be in part saying is that they might – these – uh. Android Auto, Apple Play might make use of the car's cellular connection to do the data pool and things like that. But okay, in that, most that... cases, I think also people will be using their personal cell phones and things like that, which probably have a data connection. So it's a matter of figuring those things out right. And at this point, I would have more confidence in uh, Apple and Google implementing security procedures to protect these things than I do the Android, not Android, the automakers, because they have to do that in the devices that are out there nowadays. These auto developers haven't had to think like, ha haven't had to really think about hackers yeah. and things they're going to do because it hasn't yeah, been a problem. And concerned with yeah, crash testing vehicles and you know making which cars should be what low. they. <laughs> I mean, that should be what they focus on. That's right. That should be the focus of the automaker is to create a safe vehicle, not necessarily make it convenient for those to be on their phone while they're driving. Yeah, there just needs to be a greater emphasis now on the cybersecurity aspect yeah. of automotives now. The more, the more tech and computer they add to the cars, the more they need to focus on making that tech safe. Right. And they need to make well, they need to make the car safe on top of adding the tech. But I mean, honestly, why do we need that much technology while we're driving anyways? Like I said earlier, we're having so many issues with people texting and driving and the, the rate of accidents going up because people are doing it. I mean, why make it easier? Stupid time cop cars where we won't have to drive at all. Well, arguably some of these things like Android Auto and uh, uh, Google are, wow, 
Google Car, whatever they are, I just Android Auto and uh, Apple CarPlay, sorry, I had a brain fart there, will help prevent some of this because when your cell phone is locked into this, it will prevent you from doing like text messaging and things like that. Like, I know the way my car works right now, and it's a Subaru that has their own crappy uh, entertainment console stuff built into it. I can't actually write text messages or anything or interface with my touchscreen or anything when the car is moving, but I can, however, push the voice button and dictate things. So there's already starts to kind of limit that distracted driving. The question is how much less of a distraction is it to talk to your car versus text on a phone, and that I don't know. I mean, my I, I bought a Fiat, and uh, it dictates to me when I get a text message, and if I want it to read sure. my text message, I can just be like, yeah, go ahead, and then if it's something that's urgent, I can, you know pull off to the side or something. But if the car is driving, it doesn't matter if you text me or not because I'm not going to answer. So, Right. The, the extent of what will happen with me is I might get a text and the car will read it to me and I'll go, oh, well, let me just call that person or something like that. And you can push a button on my steering wheel that calls them and I don't have to think about it. Yeah, Actually, I mean... Phone calls? People yeah, still do those? Okay, so that's, I the, know, only that's... <laughs> the only time it's acceptable to make actual phone calls when someone texts you anymore is if you're in the car and can't text them back it's and it's time essential. Them that you get back in touch with them. If it's something you can be like, oh, I can wait 10 minutes until I'm off the interstate and I'm at a red light, that's okay. But if it's something that's like, oh my god, what's going on with such and such, you can't be like, hold on, let me pull off to the side of the road. You just hit the call button and call them. Boyfriend still uses the phone. He calls me regularly. I think. I, and he, he like laughs because he knows I'm so uncomfortable on the phone and I'm like... <laughs> I, I don't. Naki, look at your phone. Why are you calling me? <laughs> Text me. I, I would much Damn rather. I would much rather someone Skype video call me or something because right. the thing I hate about phones is I can't see the person's face, so I can't read visual cues. So I'm like, I'll say something like, "Ooh, that could have come off really bad. How'd they take that?" And on the phone, you can't tell. I mean, you boyfriend can tell and more I have the a... tone of voice than you can through the tone in a text message, though. Well, I mean, I've had much more miscommunication through text messaging than I true. ever had on a phone call. Well, yeah, because there's no sarcasm ability, so I end up yeah, putting like no a sarcasm, of sarcasm on some things just to save my ass. <laughs> well, I mean, like boyfriend and I have good enough cues. That we've been we've been together long enough that you know we're we're good when we talk on the phone. But I just hate doing it, and he loves talking on the phone. Uh, he just loves to talk. He doesn't feel like the same connection like via text message. He would much rather talk on the phone, and I'm like but I hate it. <laughs> so one last thing on this story before we close it up. There's an update published on the 24th. It says that Chrysler issued a recall for 1.4 million vehicles as a result of Miller and Valisex research. The company has also blocked their wireless attacks on Sprint's network to protect vehicles with the vulnerable software. So things have been put in place to protect Very this. Nice. Okay, good job on Chrysler then. They're actually taking steps. Like, to oh. The problem is what happens if the white hat hackers hadn't found it though. Yeah. They, yeah. Somebody would have found it eventually. Yeah. That's the scary thing here. So I guess the takeaway without me getting preachy here is automakers, you need to look better in cybersecurity on things now, especially Willie, in today's connected world. Uh, in the chat room, Willie says, that will probably be a secondary idea to them. Automakers were forced to put in airbags. In the 90s, I think they had the choice to put in auto-sliding seatbelts or put in airbags, and they were forced to make people safe. Well, that kind of goes... Uh, I'm former auto industry, um, just so you have my credentials. I used to work in the auto industry. It uh, the safety thing became kind of kind of weird. Um, they, I didn't work in the '90s in the auto industry. Obviously, I was a little young, but it uh, 
it was it's kind of weird the way that they they implemented safety features because they weren't sure if the airbags were actually safe because people were walking away with black eyes and bruises and still getting the whiplash and stuff like that. They've now enhanced that technology to where they've you know they they people don't walk away with as many bruises or black eyes or broken arms or whatever. Like at that time in the 90s the airbags weren't actually safe. People were suffocating. So <laughs> I mean they had they had that issue too. It's just a matter it it's a matter of updating your technology to a point that it is a safe technology to use type thing, if that makes sense. And plus, how many of those seatbelts do you see anymore that auto move into position? There's a reason they went away. Yeah. <laughs> Mine do not do that. Yeah, I have not had a car. The last car that I have been in that had one of those was like in my parents' 96 Mercury Villager, I think, or something like that, that had those seatbelts. And actually, near the end of that car's lifespan, the driver's side uh, belt retraction thing broke and it got stuck forward so they had to force it into the back position and then manually unclip from it every time. So it's a pain in the ass when it doesn't work right. Yeah, I mean, I, I was actually really excited that they went away because those things were actually really hard to fix too. So just throwing that out there. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's an added moving piece that doesn't need to be there. That's how I looked at it. Yeah, I mean, you could get the ones that are that are not automatic and you can move it up and down that way for those of us who are short. I've got um, that in my car right now and I like that. I don't. I don't even have that in my car, and I'm okay with it. it I mean, the seatbelt tends to go like here on me. Cause... Your car is also like tiny, so you probably don't need an adjustable seatbelt. It's a little egg. <laughs> it's a little egg. It's called the baby car in my house. <laughs> um, for those who don't know, I bought a Fiat Pop Pop, uh, Pop 500, and it is it is a four seater. We fit four people in my car comfortably this week, uh, but it is very very small. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the purpose? I wanted a tiny car, so and I got my tiny car. I look like a little bubble. Car now. I look like a bubble when I'm driving. Um, yeah, fun facts. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think that I have uh, gotten on my soapbox long enough talking about this. So apologies to anyone listening who's like, "God, Chris, just shut the fuck up. We don't care." Well, you apologize too much. Shut up. Uh, Willie in the chat room has said, airbags were cheaper is the reason why. Yay for being 6'4". Shut up. All of you fucking tall people. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> is everybody a giant? Everybody but Nanaki. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just regular size and you all just drank too much milk as children or something. <laughs> maybe. It's all the steroids I took. I mean, what? <laughs> well, that would explain why you don't have any hair. <laughs> Oh, no, my hair just migrated <laughs> to my face so everyone oh, okay. could enjoy it more. You couldn't enjoy, got, he grew see, so fast, it fell no, from his head to it, his It's face. because I'm so tall, you couldn't have enjoyed the hair on top of my head because no one could see it, so it moved where everyone could enjoy its luscious locks, and it's to my face, which also... <laughs> but you don't, you don't grow it long enough that... It, so, like, you need to grow it long enough so that the next time that I see you in person, I can, like, use it as a curtain. So, so Naki, what you what you don't realize here is the reason I have a beard is not necessarily because I like the way it looks. It's because I'm lazy, and with a beard, I trim <laughs> it once a week. If I was clean shaven, I'd have to shave every day. Okay, so, so you want to talk about that again? <laughs> you want to talk about lazy with my hair? My hair is this long because I don't want to cut it. Like I'm just that's if I cut it, it's going to I have to maintain it. If I just leave it growing, I don't have to maintain it as much. <laughs> And this but, has been Fashion and Beauty Tips with the All Things Good and Nerdy crew. <laughs> Lazy. Just shave it off. Just shave it off. It's easy I, to maintain. No, okay. It. I used to have a shaved head. I had a mohawk. 
It, it does, it's not pictures. easier to maintain. I've also <laughs> seen the pictures of blonde Naki, too. I have been blonde. <laughs> I have been very blonde. It's a bad, bad choice. Bad choices all around. Uh, I'm su supposed to go more red again, because right now I'm kind of coppering, and I'm looking like Jacquin from a, from a Game of Thrones. But, you know, eventually... That just takes effort, too, and I don't have that. I'm lazy. So, Anyways. After this uh, brief aside for fashion tips and hair styling tips, why don't we just toss it over to Naki? What do you got for your news of the week? Uh, so everybody knows my obsession with Five Nights at Freddy's, right? Right. Yes, we are familiar with that. <laughs> if you are not aware of my obsession with Five Nights at Freddy's, it's not because it's a good game or anything like that. I mean, it's a decent game. It's pretty easy. But the fact is, is that it terrifies me because it is everything I'm afraid of, which is basically animatronics, darkness, and being trapped. So there we go. Yay. Super fun times. Let's put that all into one game with really creepy sounds that when you wear it on your headphones, all you hear <laughs> is... Breathing and creepy music and circus noises. So that's like. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so that's how you creep out Naki on the show. Just go up to your mic and be like. Stop it. <laughs> God, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> so I will no longer breathe in the microphone because I don't know how that's going to come out in post production. <laughs> So I'm actually just taking a note. Look at the 35 minute and 50 second mark and make sure I didn't F up the entire recording. Um, stop it. Oh god, that's creepy. Stop it. I don't like it. Anyway, Why don't you like it, Naki? We found the opposite of chocolate milk. I like chocolate milk! I like corn dogs. <laughs> So, have you gotten to play it yet, Naki? I have not. Okay, so anyways, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, I started playing the first one, and I played night one, and I recorded it, and then I sent it to Chris, and he laughed at my pain. And <laughs> I laughed multiple times at her pain. In fact, I rewound a couple times. It's that funny to laugh at her pain. And it might be because I'm just a sadistic asshole. I'm not sure which. Eh, column A, column B. Um, Fair enough. Uh, it will eventually be online. It's part of Secret Project, so you will see it eventually. Um, but I want to finish playing Five Nights to actually, you know, secure that. Uh, that will be a terrible day for me. Um, but anyway, so there are three Five Nights at Freddy's, but they have released four early. Like, we were told that it wasn't going to happen until Halloween. Apparently it is out now, so uh, you can check it out on... My favorite YouTuber to watch with Five Nights at Freddy's is uh, Markiplier, uh, but there is also PewDiePie, and I think Yami Mesh has it as well. Um, I think Willie was talking about in the chat room watching Markiplier play it. I, uh, I'm i in love with Markiplier. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, his voice does things to my nether regions. Um, but <laughs> hand check! <laughs> I don't need a hand. Um, sorry. I said that out loud. <laughs> that's, that's Anthony's a, face is amazing. It's, it's not unheard of for ladies. It's okay. <laughs> um, that's but, what that buzzing sound is. Okay. Yes, it's definitely not my computer. Um, <laughs> so, Five Nights at Freddy 4 was released early. 
this time around, you are playing as a child who has all of the Freddy Fazbear plushies, and for some reason, the animatronics are walking around your house in the middle of the night, scaring the ever-loving shit out of you. Um, nice. There isn't a whole lot like revealed in this story. It hasn't gotten as high as reviews because there is a lot of story missing. Like it, apparently, there's a lot of like hidden stuff in mini games that. Uh, Markiplier just hasn't made yet or, or hasn't seen yet or something. I'm not quite sure. Um, he's Like I said, he's my go-to for Five Nights at Freddy's stuff, but I have been watching the game theorists uh, for their storyline. They've actually put the, the timeline in place because the games are released. There, it was the original game, and then it was a prequel, and then it was a sequel, and but there's all sorts of storyline that you're still missing. Uh, game theorists did a very good job of putting it into an actual timeline order that makes sense. Um, so if you're if you're looking to find the real story of Five Nights, there it is. But they we can't. The biggest problem for those of us who are really into the story is we can't really figure out where this story takes place. It doesn't make sense because they were saying it's part of the Bite of '87, but it can't be part of the Bite of '87 because they're saying that this takes place in '85. So, like, we're still trying to figure out. It's only been out since I believe Tuesday, so it's not like. We've had a whole lot of time to figure it out. Uh, Kotaku has a really interesting article, which is terrible for me to say because it's Kotaku, but whatever. Um, and we all know how reliable they are as a source. Um, but, I mean, it's it, it's out. If you're willing to play it, I would say give it a go. Um, I'm personally waiting until Markiplier's series is finished, and then I'll decide from there. Uh the other theory is that this will tie into the movie. Um, They're making a movie of this? They are making a Five Nights at Freddy's oh, Jesus movie. fucking Christ. I'm hoping... Sorry. Like, I'm hoping that they go in the way of that the Resident Evil and the Silent Hill movie win, in which case it was good. It was entertaining to watch. So th this is going to be a horror version of Ted, basically. <laughs> I would yes. play that. <laughs> yes, because I mean you got Freddy Fazbear who is a bear um, but I mean it's just uh, I go back and forth on really being interested in this movie the reason is, is that like I said the story of Five Nights at Freddy's is really interesting to me I want to know who Purple Guy is I want to know who Phone Guy is um, but at the same time they could kill Five Nights at Freddy's. Like, this could actually kill... This number four that doesn't really fit in anywhere yet could, could, could possibly kill Five Nights. So, I want Five... Like, I thought Five Nights ended perfectly on three. I thought they were going to leave it alone there. And then... So, four... I don't know if we're getting Purple Guy Origin. I, I haven't gotten that far in the series yet, so... We'll find out. And eventually, I will actually play the game and not shit my pants while doing so. <laughs> yeah, so as long promises, as people promises. as long as people keep buying the games, they're gonna keep putting them out regardless of whether they're truly over or not. Let's look what they did with like Angry Birds and things like that. Is it? Oh yeah, I just got a because uh, I I'm a YouTuber quite frequently, um, and I just got a trailer pop up that for YouTube for Angry Birds two. I'm like, wasn't that a thing already? Didn't that already exist? But my my thought is that there is angrier birds. I don't know like what else they could co it's possibly the call angriest them. birds. No, they can't say angriest. That would imply a, an ending. Well, it's got to end soon. That doesn't matter. How many Final Fantasies have there been? That all True. implies an ending. Yeah, but those all take place <laughs> in different worlds, so you can get away yeah. with it. 
angry. It's like the never angry birds, story. angry harder. False advertising. No, it'll never end. That's what fanfic is for, man. Just read fanfic. It never ends. I saw credits. It ended. That's false advertising. Which one? Never ending story. The never ending story. That's twice now, Willie. So this week, uh, Chris and I played Quiplash with Willie Nelson. And <laughs> that was so much fun. It was a lot of fun, but he challenged me to sing four times in this show. I've now <laughs> sang twice. That's twice now. <laughs> well, there's about 18 minutes left in the show, so you'll have to figure it out from that point. I know. I've, I've got to get reason to sing. I mean, we were, we were trading dirty songs back and forth to each other, too, because, like, we started singing um, Fuck the Pain Away in the chat room during his show, and then we started singing uh, Pussy from Lords of Acid, and then uh, now I just keep sending dirty songs to him, like My Wiener from Bowling for Soup. Okay, that's an awesome song. It's not dirty. <laughs> Mawina. The music video is so well done for that because the joke just comes together so well at the end. I was like, nice. But now it's just, they, they took off the original video mm-hmm. because apparently there was too much Wiena involved. But now it's puppies. Well, I mean, that's what it ended up being in the end. But the best was the joke at the beginning. Like, oh my god, they're actually making a song about a dick. Why wouldn't you make a song about a dick? Well, I mean, why not? Wiena gets lonely at night. It cries when I turn off the light. Can't do anymore. We'll get sued. <laughs> I told, and when I sent that to Willie, I told him like I can't actually sing the song, but I just sang it. So that's three times. Ha, motherfucker. <laughs> so I think that's wrapped us up for our news of the week this week. We did go a little long on that, and we are talking Ant Man this week. So before we move on to Ant Man, though, Naki, why don't you tell us what's going on with Legends of Shield this week? Oh, on the God damn it! I forgot. Hang on, I gotta pull it back up. So do you want me to do it since you closed the window? No, I got it. I got it. It was just—it was from when the computer froze and I lost all of all right, you for a minute. Okay, so Legends of Shield episode seventy-eight. Bam! Uh, crew talks about uh, the Daredevil episode in the blood, and they're joined by longtime friend and author Ferris from SuburbanMetalDad.com. The hosts break down the Daredevil episode for you and fellow Good Gonna Geek podcaster Neil from Legends Podcast steps in to give us his first Mighty Marvel Minute. Uh, we also talk about Chloe Bennett's 2015 comic Palooza panel, and as always, the hosts take time to s- discuss the week in Marvel news and review all the awesome Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. feedback. So I did it without fucking it up this time! You did! Victory so is fine! If you want to go check that out, go over to GunnaGeekNetwork.com. That's episode 78 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I will say, I have done some episodes of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. recently guest hosting. Neil's Mighty Marvel Minute is fantastic. If you're trying to get caught up on comics, it is the way to do it because he breaks down a bunch of different Marvel comics, tells you what's happening, what's good, what's bad. It is a fun, awesome ride. So big kudos to Neil for doing that for them. I have really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I am... Still not watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I should probably do that. I mean, it's that high on my priority list because I'm still finishing Hannibal, but I really like... I oh, feel like don't I worry. Should. That'll end for you soon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm two episodes into season three now, guys. It's really... My addiction is bad. Although it's really weird seeing Hannibal have sex because I'm just like, you're creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice is a creepy-looking dude. He plays that character very well. He's very good at what he does. It's just like, but at the same time, like, <laughs> stop it. 
So before we roll into the Ant-Man discussion, I did want to talk about something real quick. It is the fact that uh, you guys are well aware that we normally stream on Alpha Geek Radio, both video and audio, every Sunday when we do the show. So you can find us everywhere on the internets. I did want to say real quick that there is an Indiegogo campaign that has uh, started up for Alpha Geek Radio to enhance the hardware, make the hardware better, make it easier for us to do do streaming and to put less load on the server. So if that's something that would interest you, go to tinyurl.com slash, uh, crap, I lost my link, Alpha Geek Upgrade. You can see all the information. Todd's outlined what it all is, what all it is they're trying to do. Basically, it's to increase everything beyond the proof of concept stage they are now. And there's some pretty awesome perks if you're familiar with some of the other hosts on there. Uh, the best one arguably has already been taken up, and that was Scott Johnson doing a 12 by 12 art commission from over on the Frog Pants Network. The one that has me really tempted for one of their perks is uh, Justin Robert Young from the, all the Diamond Club stuff, like uh, Night Attack, Jury Show, things like that. We'll do a voicemail as his uh, drunk Captain Morgan. The problem is people from work call my voicemail and leave messages, so I probably shouldn't have drunk Captain Morgan on the voicemail. Makes me sad. <laughs> you could do it on the ATGN voicemail. That's true. So, if that's something that would interest you, the campaign closes in 25 days. It is currently 21% funded. They've raised $817 right now. The goal is a little over $3,800 to make all of the upgrades. I'm not telling you, go give money. I'm saying go take a look and see if that's something that would interest you. Because there is a lot of stuff that streams on there, including the Gonna Geek podcast on this network, and also Tyrion's Landing. We all use Alpha Geek Radio. So... That was my little plug, and I know we promised we were going to talk about Ant-Man, so we got about 10 minutes. We can go super spoiler mode on Ant-Man. And busy dancing. I'm busy dancing. So why don't we, to open that up, we've actually got a voicemail from one listener of the show talking Ant-Man. We'll use that to uh, start our conversation. Spoiler alert. Warning up. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. Good call. Spoilers. 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 So, Spoiler alert, guys, and if you're watching the live stream, you see that that's up, so go ahead and mute if you're watching live, and when I turn off my lower third back to normal, you can come back on. If you're listening to the audio, I'd say about ten minutes, we'll be going into spoilers. So, like I said, we're going to open up with the voicemail we got from one of our listeners. Spoilers! Hey, fan and friend of the show here, Willie D. Nelson. I'm just here giving my two cents about Ant-Man. Uh, personally, I flippin' loved it. I wasn't expecting like a big old blockbuster end-all, be-all thing. But for what it was, it was a funny, entertaining heist movie. And just as much as I liked uh, Winter Soldier for being a spy movie, I liked this one for being a heist movie. It was very entertaining. I do believe Louise stole that show. I loved all those little flashback scenes and everything. Well, I'll be in your peanut gallery today. Love you guys. See you then. Willie Nelson out. So thanks, Willie, for the voicemail. He did tell me that was coming, and he got in right before the show. And pretty sure he's like, did you get him? I'm like, no, no problem. We're good. And I will say, I didn't have to do much audio cleanup, so you have a good cell phone, sir. Double bonus. Double bonus. So I, I think Double he's bonus right boner. on. Yeah, I think he's right on. Like we said last week, it's a fun heist kind of, sh- kind of movie. You can go in and have fun watching it. Personally, I don't think it had to be made, but I'm glad it did. Um, I... I didn't expect much from an Ant-Man movie. It's kind of I kind of went into it the same feeling that I did with Guardians of the Galaxy, that I didn't particularly care much about the superhero. I just kind of, you know, I like the Marvel movies. They're fun. They're entertaining. So I went into it thinking that it'll just be another fun Marvel movie, and I'm glad that I did. Um, I liked 
the fact that it was a heist movie. You really don't see much of those anymore. Um, I think Ocean's Eleven was like my last big heist movie that I was really into. Um, I'm trying to think of more heist movies that I liked a lot, but I can't off the top of my head. Payback. Um, I never saw it. I enjoyed that the one. Italian Job. Italian Job was fun. Payback I didn't was like, fun. I didn't like the remake of The Italian Job with Edward Norton. I didn't think that was very good. I was going to say with Seth Green. <laughs> Seth Green, Edward Norton. I like the original Italian Job. I did like that one. I didn't like the I, the the remake to me um, was lacking something, and I don't know what it was, but I I didn't feel like that sense of satisfaction that you get from heist movies. I didn't get that from uh, Italian Job, but I did get that with Ant Man. Like I got that sense of satisfaction that you know that something was accomplished. The bad guy didn't win. I mean. <laughs> Nice. Well, they, they sort of won because, remember, the guy from Hydra, he still escaped with the, the knockoff pin particles. That's true. So there are yeah. pin particles, not actual pin particles, let's call them yellow jacket particles, out in the wild now. And I will say, the, the one thing I was really hoping to see in this one, it just was a nice Easter egg that we didn't get, is this is Hydra buying all of this. If you're caught up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you won't be spoiled if you're not plug your ears for about 10 seconds. I was kind of hoping Ward would show up, since Ward is leading Hydra to come and pick up the Pym Particles. Evidently, they're doing well for themselves now, because they're able to afford them. <laughs> well, if Ward's running shit, yeah. Things are going to be going better. See, uh, I loved, 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 loved the fact that we are getting a Wasp soon. Kevin Feige did say that Wasp will play in Phase 3, because we saw the first post credit stinger was uh, Michael Douglas and Evangeline Lilly going to the Wasp costume that's unfinished that he's going to fix and complete Which, for her. Yeah, I knew exactly what was going to be behind that door as soon as he walked her into that bat into that basement. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, oh, hell yeah. Evangeline Lilly as a continuing character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that's fucking amazing. I really enjoyed that one. I think we'll end up getting a giant man eventually because... Oh, for sure. Just because. Um, the second post credit scene, that's the one for, uh, for a fresher for folks is... Um, Sam and Steve Rogers have found Bucky, and he's looking pretty beat up and ragged, and they're looking for help. Like, you know, was his arm like trapped in a in a car hoist or something in a garage? I think that's how they were keeping him contained so he didn't escape. <laughs> I couldn't actually see it. For those who didn't listen last week, I could not oh, yeah. see the last spoiler because the fucking theater put on the light right in front of the screen. Yeah, that sucks. So I knew what was happening because that's I could true. hear everything, but I couldn't <laughs> see it. So, so a couple, fuck you, theater. A couple nuggets to take away from that one. They talk about going to Tony for help, and Steve Rogers some, says something to the effect of, we can't because of the Accords. So it sounds like that might be the beginnings of the Superhero Registration Act. Yep. And this is how they bring in uh, Scott Lang. Since, remember, he has a master's in electrical engineering. He's a pretty smart guy. That's the guy that Sam Wilson knows. So yep. I'm excited to see where that comes from. And Feige said in an interview, I believe it was Feige that said it. I could be wrong, and feel free to correct me if I am that this was not actually filmed during Ant-Man. This is just footage from Captain America Civil War they used as the second as the second stinger. I think that's what he said, yeah. It was just yeah, they were filming that and like, oh, this will work for the to like bring the the two movies together. Yeah. I know I loved it. I was uh really excited to see what they did with Hank Pym. For those that don't know, half the storyline that you've gotten so far about Iron uh, Iron Man Robert Downey Jr. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is all stories that they stole from Hank Pym. Hank yes. Pym created Ultron. Hank Pym fucking started the Avengers. Like, basically, Tony Stark just stole all his shit 
in the Marvel Hank, movies. Hank Pym so, is the Avengers. Yeah, like he's been almost yeah. every yeah. <laughs> every and, person. Yeah, at one point or another, he's been almost every Avenger. I think except Iron Man. I think that's the only suit he hasn't worn. Wasn't he Hulk at one? Or was he Hulk at one point? No, I don't think he's ever been gamma radiated either. But yeah, he's been most of the Avengers. Like the dude has worn half the costumes so, yeah. on, on their roster. I thought he. I thought he wore the Iron Man suit once. He uh, might have. It's definitely possible and then, in all the years that he did the Avengers. I mean, he he's been around forever. So yeah. I mean, it it I I could just be missing a storyline too. Yeah, or, t- taking five. away the <laughs> taking away like the wife beating, you know, drunk alcoholic stories of Hank Pym. Other than that, they did a really good job of giving us a lot of his character without having to show much of Michael Douglas actually playing him. Just through the one flashback sequence where basically someone gives him shit and he bounces the fucking dude's head off the table. Like I yeah. love the fact that like Hank Pym wasn't a scientist pussy. That was getting pushed around. Like he was a dude that was pissed off and was fighting back all through the film, no matter and, what like restrictions he had on him. And man, were the special effects really good there because he looked like he just walked off the set of Wall Street to do yeah, that. He really that did. Was, that was a young, sexy Michael Douglas in that scene, which was really scary to see him standing next to a kind of older, deteriorated looking Haley Atwell. Which like, I didn't even recognize her. <laughs> because her makeup was so fucking good. It's like, who's the old lady standing there? It's like, oh my god, it's the gorgeous fucking Peggy Carter looking a little worn down. It's like, well, holy shit. You didn't actually see her face until she spoke, because if I recall correctly, you just see her from behind as he's walking up originally. Mm-hmm. So then you make that connection. Holy shit, it's Haley Atwell. And I was like, okay, number one, that's really cool, because I like seeing Peggy Carter involved in all of this. Well, then we had, what was it, Howard Stark from Iron Man 2. John Slattery came back. Yeah, which was awesome to see. Yeah, the the returning because I think isn't that the only character in the MCU that's been played by two different actors? Other than the Hulk. Oh well, yeah. Well, I mean, but yeah, a continuing character where they just over the timeline they're like, okay, we'll actually have a young actor for Howard Stark and an old actor for Howard Stark, yeah. and use both of them. Which yeah, I thought was done really well. But yeah, as a heist movie, it was great. And then uh, what was it? It's Michael is Michael Pena is Luis's name. Yep. Michael Pena was fucking hilarious. Him and T.I., I was actually really impressed by T.I.'s acting in this. Because he's done a couple of things, and, you know, good or bad, you know, another one of those rappers turned actors. But he was fucking great in this as their getaway driver. So I'm just going to go steal this cop car now. Yeah, I had fun with that. Uh, did I... you guys catch the Ten Rings reference in the movie? When they're, when they're uh, in the chamber where the Yellow Jacket suit is with all the Hydra agents? One of the guys has a Ten Rings tattoo on his neck. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did some Iron Man. Oh, I must have missed that, but um, did you recognize the Russian guy? Did anybody else recognize him? It took me forever to pinpoint what I knew him from. The Russian guy. Oh, illuminate me, please. He's from The Dark Knight. He was the... uh, He was the one that had... uh, Oh, what's her name? Rachel's name tag on during the scene. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Forever, I'm like, I'm like, why do you look so familiar? What do I know you from? Yeah, ha ha, I got you. <laughs> it did, yeah, I totally didn't realize that. Yeah, he's the crazy guy. Yeah, that he had schizophrenia. Had the, the assassination on yeah. the mayor, or the assassination is... attempt on the mayor. Yeah, and Gordon. Yeah, with that whole. Yeah, thing. he he was it's... good too. He was funny. Yeah, how, he was very good. How how many of you guys like in the theater when they were sending him to upstate New York? How many of you guys knew exactly what was about to happen? Yes. I, that, yeah. I literally leaned over to my friend that I was watching the movie with. I'm like, that's where the new Avengers base is. <laughs> and so I was super happy to hear they did that. They were talking to the director, 
And he goes, yeah, this wasn't in the original script. He goes, but we were always thinking, most of these heist movies, they need a pre-heist before the heist. So what better way than to go and try and steal something and have it be the Avengers they're stealing from? So it was a great tie-in for them off Avengers yeah. 2. And, Which was beautiful, yeah. It's like, oh, it's an old, broken-down Avengers or uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. facility that nobody uses anymore. Oh, it's now Avengers headquarters. Fuck me! Right. So, and so, that, that fight with Falcon was amazing. Yes, and that that's was, what makes yeah. you buy. That's what makes you buy the fact. Holy crap! Scott might be able to pull this off because he yeah. holds his own with an Avenger. And for those we t- we kind of glossed over it a little bit last week to keep it spoiler free. He fights the Falcon and he does a good job and wins in the end. Yeah, Wait, he actually yeah, I, tears his tech apart and kicks Sam Wilson's ass. <laughs> I'm, uh, for those who are unaware, I have a ridiculous crush on Falcon. Um, Swoon, and uh, so I so I didn't actually know he was going to be in this movie at all until the day before we saw Ant Man, and I was just like, "All right, I'm sold. Like I've got to see yeah, it. Now. I'm in." And he okay. is great. I love him as that character. I do what he does, just slower. Yeah. <laughs> like he's fucking great as Sam Wilson. I love well, him. One of my favorite things is after he gets his ass kicked at the end, he's like, "Don't tell Steve about this." <laughs> <laughs> This. I just got beat up by a microscopic thief. What the fuck? Like I, I, uh, yeah, I absolutely enjoy Sam Wilson. I enjoy Anthony Mackie playing him. Apparently, okay. So here's the thing I didn't know because I still haven't seen the ATGN movie known as Pain and Gain. Um, apparently, Anthony <laughs> Mackie is in Pain and Gain, which has given me more motivation to watch this movie, despite the fact that it's based off of something that uh, the Adahe back in the old ATGN days created, and then suddenly it was a Michael Bay movie, and there it is. <laughs> and you now have Anthony to watch Mackie, it. It's so fucking funny. I, once I was told that Anthony Mackie's in it, and I'm like, okay, it's on Netflix, I can do this. Alright, I'm... This is gonna happen. <laughs> okay, hand and check, then... Knocky, hand check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the rest of you guys know, but a while back in the Marvel comics, they actually had uh, the storyline where... Uh, Janet Van Dyne supposedly died again and they found out that she had been shrunk down and left and was alive in the microverse. Right. And so the concept of that going into this film and then basically showing Scott Lang shrink down to the point of being inside the microverse and then coming back, like I am totally stoked that you know someone at Marvel might have the balls to do, okay, not only do we have galactic adventures, we can have microscopic adventures. I want Small World Marvel Cinematic Universe. I want the Micronauts. They're fucking awesome. That'd be cool. So I've only <laughs> seen Ant-Man once, but I was told that supposedly when he starts shrinking down into super small size, you can see like an outline or a shadow of the Wasp, as in she's at that level too. Nice, which makes now, sense. I, I cannot confirm it. I haven't seen it for myself. This is what I've heard on the internet, and we all know how the internet works. It's full the of inner- lies. Are you sure? I'm here. I hear that Ryan Reynolds is Batman. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> as, uh, speaking of Ryan Reynolds as Batman, like more Deadpool stuff keeps leaking, and I'm just like, I want it now. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. So are we are we done with the Ant Man talk? So we can start wrapping <laughs> things up, or did we have anything else we wanted to bring up on that one? Ant Man was a lot of fun. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I mean the other thing I had, yeah, is it is totally an Edgar Wright movie that just doesn't have Simon Pegg in it. Because yeah. it completely feels like an Edgar Wright film. I was really hoping that he would make like a little like cameo appearance appearance yeah, somewhere. It would have been nice if he was just in the background. 
background somewhere. But yeah, like it totally feels like an Edgar Wright movie where he might not have been the director in the end, but what he wrote in the story and what he had to give as an executive producer, it totally feels like one of his films, which is like an absolutely great thing. Because yeah, it was a super fun film. I, I enjoyed it a great deal. It goes to show that Marvel, when they take a chance, can still knock it out of the park. Yep. Yeah, even when they make a directorial switch that a lot of people were super pissed about at the time. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really care one way or another. Edgar Wright's all right, but I'm not one of those people like, oh, Edgar Wright's the greatest ever. I, did, I still haven't even seen the last one, the... the at World's the, End. Yeah. I oh, haven't seen that, that one yet. That might be my favorite Simon Pegg performance ever. Yeah, that was like, fun. He's fucking great in it. <laughs> See, I, I um, the last one I saw was Paul, I think, which I know it isn't technically. It's not part of the Cornetto trilogy. No, yeah. but it yeah, it's still Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. It's an amazing thing. <laughs> so I uh, loved Paul. So I'm gonna pull us off of spoiler alert then. So cool. If you're watching live, you've seen my uh, lower third change back to blue, so no longer red with a spoiler tag. No long spoiler, no long spoiler. That's four. That's Uh four. I had to get the fourth in somehow, and that was pretty shoehorned, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So that's going to wrap up the show, and we're going to do that in our traditional way by sharing with you our, our peanut gallery, what we've been getting into and what we're planning on getting into in the weeks ahead. So, Naki, what are you been getting into? What do you plan on getting into? Um, well, we mentioned this earlier. Chris and I uh, made an appearance with Willie uh, playing Quiplash. That was a lot of fun. Um, I only got to play for a couple rounds because I was really tired that night, so I apologize. But uh, I'm hopefully going to hop in for a round after this and then uh, before I go and be productive and stuff. Um, <clears throat> other than that, uh, I finished Season 2 of Hannibal, and like I said earlier, it's really weird seeing Hannibal have sex because <laughs> I was just like, that's creepy. You know, he's, <laughs> uh, that's a whole new meeting to eating out. Uh, he's a meat eater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on top of that, uh, not a whole lot done this week. Uh, we, uh, I am dealing with uh, schedule changes and stuff like that. Um, I have been working out like a beast, and if you see on my lower third, which actually popped up this week, um, I, uh, I I track all my workouts on Instagram. I use it as my accountability. Today is actually my rest day, but I'll still probably at least go for a walk or something. Um, <clears throat> but that is my accountability. If you're interested in seeing what I'm doing, you can follow me on Instagram. I don't really post it on my Facebook or Twitter because I don't want to drive people insane, but at least I can throw it up somewhere. Um, right now I'm finishing up the Craig Caperso's uh, 30-day out program, and I will be starting the Lee Labrada's uh, eight-week lean-out program because now I've got some gains. i got to uh, lean it out just a little bit. Um, <clears throat> on top of that, uh, just been writing uh, a lot. Next week is my 30th, and I will be turning 30 on the show, so show up for my birthday party, bitches. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, hopefully my computer will not shit out on me next week. Does that um, mean get drunk on the air next week? Uh, I don't drink, so if you want to get drunk for my for my birthday, please feel free. I don't. Sorry. <laughs> I really uh, but don't. we will be like going up. I'm going to the beach, and I'm going to medieval times, and we're gonna we're gonna rock out the thirty, uh, since apparently thirty is a big year of some sort. Um, 
And then, uh, and so basically this week, oh, and I renewed my driver's license via the internet. I'm so excited. I don't have to go to the DMV. <laughs> oh, I'm jealous. I, the best I can do now is renew my registration on the internet, and that was a win in and of itself, because I was like, ah, <laughs> fuck you, DMV. I don't have to go to you. See, we can renew our, our plates through uh, the currency exchange, which is right down the street from me, and it's literally a 10-minute process. So that's fine. I don't mind doing that, but, like, having to go to the DMV, even the fastest DMV, which is about 30 minutes away from me, still takes at least a half an hour to get through. And I'm like, I don't want to dedicate my time to this. But I got the letter that says I could email, I could do it online, and I'm like, yes! Got it done in two minutes. <laughs> yeah. I love being able to do some of that online. It is fan-freaking-tastic. I'm so excited. So uh, that is my super exciting news of the week is that I could uh, update my, my driver's license information on the internet. Fancy, there. fancy. Uh, other than that, I'm doing a lot of video editing. I will hopefully have Secret Project launched soon. Uh, I was talking with one of my co-conspirators on it, and um, what we want to do is just have more stuff ready because... Uh, with me going back to school in the fall, who knows? Um, since I'm the one doing all the editing and stuff like that, and we all know how great I am at editing. Um, <laughs> I didn't uh, say a word. Well, considering uh, I used to edit this podcast and did a terrible job of it, so that's when Chris took over and was just like, fuck it, Naki, you just, that, just that go implies, take a nap. Yeah, but you see, <laughs> that implies I actually do a good job of it. <laughs> Chris, Chris, does, <laughs> Chris does a job. Chris does an amazing job being our producer. How's that? <laughs> I'm a suck-up. How's that for you? You know we don't make any money, so it's not like you're getting a pay raise or anything. Damn it. Oh, kiss it ass, Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, here, here, we'll confuse her. Would you like some chocolate milk? I like chocolate milk! <laughs> oh, apparently chocolate oh, milk beats out the scary voice. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that, like, I, uh... I, that it, it it weirds me out those that noise. I don't know why. I think it, it might be because like I'm I'm deaf in my left ear, so like I hear it all here, and it just like sends a chill down my spine. Like uh, why? I don't know. Like uh, if you were to come up behind me and whisper something really really softly, that will drive me insane. <laughs> like I'm just like hate it, <laughs> hate it. <laughs> But apparently, that's all Five Nights at Freddy 4 does. So I'm like, great, awesome, nice. fantastic. I am well, going to hate this game. <laughs> Willie's telling you in the chat room that the robot penis will protect you. The robot <laughs> penis does not protect me. It is just a penis. You could use it as a weapon if you had to, I guess. That's I could, true. But, but that's an expensive weapon. That's true. I, I love my robot penis. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'll, I'll go next with what I've been getting into. For some reason, I'm on a kick and rewatching old episodes of Castle, and I'm not quite sure why, other than the fact that Nathan Fillion's awesome. So I've been doing that. I watched Mythbusters this morning before the show, and it actually made me being late for the show because I got so hooked into it because they actually go up in a U-2 spy plane this week on Mythbusters, which, if you're not familiar, that's the plane you can go so high in that you can see the curvature of the Earth as you're flying in it, which is fucking fantastic and amazing to me. Um, the other thing I've really been getting into, podcasting, we did a Starling Tribune episode this week to recap a bunch of the Season 4 announcements coming out of Comic-Con. Did the Gunna Geek podcast, of course, and I was asked to be a guest host on the Sci-Fi Geeks Club over on Galactic Netcasts, and that episode came out 
yesterday, which you can find at gncasts.com. Really fun group of people I got to hang out with and chat on stuff. And go check it out if you want to go hear another fun podcast or you just can't get your fill of listening to me talk to you, which I'm sure you probably do. But hey, another podcast, what the hell. So that's about all I've been getting into. Nothing too fancy. Did I play any video games? Batman, probably. I didn't play any Batman. This Oh, I played uh, XCOM Enemy Unknown or whatever. I oh yeah, I saw you pop up the, the other day. I was like, XCOM? Alright. I picked mm-hmm. it up for like $7 on one of those game sales online and I was like, okay, I'll give this a try. And I've really enjoyed it so far. So, that's about all I've been getting into. And we'll toss to Anthony last, because generally he's got some comics he wants to talk about. Chris should play more video games with me online. We're just gonna, I'm just gonna... We, we've that. seen how that works. It generally devolves into us screaming at each other, going, oh, we're gonna die, we're gonna die, oh, no. <laughs> Or just me dying a lot. <laughs> or me coming to play Borderlands with you, being 30 levels behind you, and I take a step around the corner, oh, I'm dead again. Oh, I'm dead again. <laughs> I just keep playing the game having no money because I've died trying to play a Naki's game. <laughs> yeah, that's so fun. Well, now that we, we'd be on the same level if we did it on the computer. I'm just going to throw that I don't out. own Borderlands on the computer, though. Uh, I'll make it happen. <laughs> I will make this happen. Naki's got people. I got people. <laughs> All right, sorry. Uh, uh, background noise. I'm watching through Daredevil again for the fourth or fifth time. I don't even know how many times. Fourth just, or fifth? Like, Holy shit. I, I think you have a problem. It's like, you got any more of them Daredevil episodes? <laughs> I know, it's, right? Fuck, I love this show. It's so fucking good. I, I, just, I need some Blu-rays of the Flash season one so I can go back and forth. I'll watch one and the other, one and the other. It'll be amazing. But yeah, using that as a background noise while I'm doing some sketches and uh, finishing up some actual finished pieces for the Pacifist game, uh, card game, pacifist.net. Go download your beta version. Kickstarter coming next year. Um, finished off my comic book stack from last week, and this was the the really fun one. Uh, colors by Simon Hunt Trossler, inks by Megan Lawton, pencils by Aaron Alexkovich, maybe that's how you say it. And words by Johan Vasquez. I love Jonan. The Invader Zim is back. Jonan. And not only does this Alexis guy draw, or Aaron Alexis, draw the book to where it looks exactly like the fucking cartoon, but they tell you where Zim has basically been hiding for five years. I have to go get it. I don't have that. I have to go it's get it. It's such a fun issue. And yeah, it, it basically like it picks up right where the com or right where the cartoon ended. And it's just, it's good from the get-go. It's awesome. It's Zim, Dib, and Gurr. And, yeah, it's a great start to the book. I'm, I'm really excited to see where it's going to go. But that was the last of my actual uh, books from last payday. So I needed something to read the other day on a road trip, so I actually went and picked up one of my hardcovers from Salt Lake City and started reading through. I had the first two volumes of the library edition of Powers. So it's been nice uh, rereading that again because I haven't read Powers since the trades originally came out. So I have never that read Powers. Again, that was one uh, that I wanted to read. I've never. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a great, great book. And yeah, if anybody has any interest, yeah, in, um, like detective stories dealing with superheroes, it's some of the best shit that Brian Michael Bendis has ever written. It's basically the reason that Marvel lets him work on whatever he wants now, is because they saw what he did with his own creator-owned book. And Powers is just a super fantastic read. Um, yeah, that one's great. Going through that, and then. Yeah, other than that, doing the Cat America workout, kicking my butt. I'm four weeks into that. Finally started to see, like, you know, results in the mirror, which is nice. Gains, baby gains. Gains. <laughs> trying, to, trying to get back to the gun show, bitches. Getting swole. 
But yeah, that's it. Working out and drawing. That's pretty much what I'm limiting myself to. I don't really play Guild Wars that much. I log in every day to get my little daily bonus, and then I just log right the fuck back out and go do some work. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so that's gonna wrap. That's gonna wrap up the show for us, real quick. Before we do that, just remember if you're watching live this morning and you want to go play some uh, some fun games, Willie's gonna be doing Quiplash at about 12:30 Eastern. He said he might be a little late. If you want to do that, go over to Twitch.tv. Yeah, exactly. So you can go and check that out over at twitch.tv slash southporky, and as long as you have a computer or a tablet or any internet-connected device, you can play along with him, and it is a really fun time. I'll probably swing in after I'm done editing the podcast. I'm not sure. I'll try and make it today, though. And if you're watching us live this morning, we love you. We do. We love our peanut gallery. We love, we love you even if you're not listening to us live. We understand because it's Sunday morning. As we, I have see my giant Leonardo mug. I have a giant Leonardo mug of coffee. This is how I survive. <laughs> you're not watching this live, and you're listening to this later. I love you 32% less. Only 32? That's not too bad. Mm-hmm. See, I'm nicer than Anthony. I only love you 11% less. See, she's much nicer. She's much nicer than. I love lamp. <laughs> I, you know what? I have a lamp down here now. There's no reason for me to have a lamp down here, but I have a lamp down here now. <laughs> Fun facts. So do I. Yay. Yay. It's a world full of lamp. It's a world full of lamps. All right, so we have run late today in part because we wanted to talk about Ant-Man and because we just can't stick to a schedule anymore. So uh, thank (laughs) you to everyone who sticks with us and watches the show live or listens to us at a later date. Uh, If you want to find us on the internets, go to atgnpodcast.com. You can find the most recent episode and our entire back catalog there. If you have some feedback for the show, you can hit us up on the social media by going to Twitter at ATGN Podcast or Facebook at Facebook.com slash All Things Good and Nerdy. If you'd prefer to keep your interaction with us on a more a more personal level, you can always email us. Hit us up at ATGN Podcast at GunnaGeek.com. And if you want to be a part of the show and you can't guest host one week because you're busy or something like that, give us a call on the ATGN hotline at 304-806-ATGN and we'll play your feedback on the show. And we'll play all feedback because we're feedback whores. We don't care if you're telling us we suck because then we can laugh and make fun of it. Aww. Don't tell us we suck, guys. Don't don't tell Naki she sucks, but if you tell Anthony or I that we do, we'll probably laugh at you and then make fun of you some way, shape, or form. I'll cry. No one likes to see a girl cry. There is some fetish porns that are about women crying. I don't want to know. Naki, you need to cry. There's another song for you. <laughs> Laugh dance is always better when you cry. Stop, you can't sing anymore, but we'll get sued. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bloodhound Gang. See, Bloodhound Gang, I could just send I could just send Willie like the entire so, that's fine. Uh, thing of 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 Bloodhound Gang and just be like, here, there you go. Yeah. All of it. Nice. <laughs> Uh, my favorite is Foxtrot Uniform Charlie Kilo. I love that song. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> so as we wrap up, don't forget, we stream live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, and I don't do the other time zones because I'm really effing lazy, over at live.atgnpodcast.com or on channel 3 of Alpha Geek Radio or at gunnageek.com slash live. And I just realized I forgot to turn on the Gunna Geek Live page today, so I suck at producing, it would appear. No, Chris is the best producer. Yeah. Because we're all things good and nerdy. Yeah, yeah. That's six. (laughs) So, on that note, I can't think of any better way to wrap things up than Naki singing us out. 
Go for it. All things good and dirty. I forgot what I did already. Yay! I like Jeff and Milk! Bye, guys. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy on the Gunna Geek Podcast Network. You can find ATGN in a variety of places. Some of those include our website at atgnpodcast.com or on certain apps like Stitcher Radio. In fact, we're even on Gunna Geek's main website at gunnageek.com network where you can find All Things Good and Nerdy and all of the other shows that are part of the Gunna Geek Network family. If you want to get in touch with the show directly, don't forget you can use any of the social media methods like Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodnerdy or Twitter at ATGN Podcast. That's not your cup of tea for getting in touch with us. Don't forget about the ATGN hotline at 304-806-ATGN. We check it each week, so leave us a message and we'll get back to you and put it on the show. That's going to wrap up another episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Join Anthony, Naki, and myself next week for an all-new live show at 11 a.m. Eastern Time at live.atgnpodcast.com. The music you've heard for both the intro and outro of this show were found on SoundCloud.com and are used in accordance with the Creative Commons licenses. Leaving Earth by Abandon All Hope is used as the outro of this show, and The Wind Waker by the Neskimos is used as the intro and slightly modified in both cases. To get links directly to these songs, go to atgnpodcast.com and check out the background music section.